If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? As always, it is your boy Dale Lippin in here with none other than, I mean, for a long time, I mean, the the, the blonde to the other side of me was Trey Van Buskirk. But, I mean, if we're going to be honest here, close second place, if not uh, first place all time, is going to be all hail Haley Cowan, <laughs> who is here right now, right before her Dana White Contender Series debut, which we've been talking about for the better part of two years. Haley, how are you? Thanks for coming on. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um I don't want to bury the lead, but you and I, we've been talking about this moment that is just a mere mm-hmm. six days away, seven days away. Um, yeah. For the better part of two years, I know you, you've you been talking about it, obviously, for a lot longer, but you and I have been talking about it for the better part of two years. I'm I'm over the moon ecstatic for you. Um, as you know, I've been, I've been in your corner for a long time cheering for you. Um, how are you feeling? I feel good. I feel excited. <laughs> um, I feel like... Uh... You know, you have the camps where at the end you're like, could I have done more? Mm-hmm. You know, did I do enough? Did I do too much? I feel like I really checked every box, like every single box when it comes to recovery, to uh, see, you know, being on the mats with different bodies, being on the mats with people similar to my opponent. Uh, I, I never undertrained, so, you know, I feel like I trained the perfect amount. I didn't uh, tax my body too much, but I did everything I needed to do. So I feel like you know, at this point, all I have to do is show up. And if it's supposed to be, it's going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, one of the things you know, you always like to ask somebody is like, what's your preparation been like? What have you been doing? But uh, you and I are in enough contact that I know you literally uh, have always adopted the mantra. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And you've been putting in tons of work. One of the things that you've been doing, though, is you kind of have been seeing some new bodies on the mats and things like that, like you and I have been talking about. If you wouldn't mind, kind of walk me through what it was like getting the call, letting you know what was coming, and then your idea on how to prepare for such an opportunity. So I've actually had like 20 weeks to prepare for Claudia. Like I've known who I'm fighting for five months, about six yeah. months almost. Um, I had knee surgery uh, the first week of March, mm-hmm. and then like a few days after the surgery, I was told who I was fighting on contenders. We knew I was going to be on it. We just didn't know who. Uh, and it was funny because I actually tried to fight Claudia multiple times. I wanted to fight her in LFA and it just never worked out. She's in Brazil. It's hard to, with COVID and everything, it was just hard. It just never happened. And then when I fought for Invicta, I, I asked for her too. Just maybe they would pay her more if that was the issue. I didn't really know what the issue was before, uh, and it didn't work out. And so I kept telling Jake, I was like, you know what? I have a, I have a feeling it's going to be Claudia. And he's like, no, no way. And then I got a phone call from my manager and he was like, it's Claudia. It's Claudia Lacey. And I was like, yes, that's what I've wanted. I've wanted that fight since, since 2020, I've been asking for it. So, uh, I feel like it was just meant to be. (laughs) Right. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, I mean, because you've identified, identified her as a potential opponent for so long, is there something about her that you think complements you really well or something that in her that you see that you can exploit? I mean, she's really good. Like, right. uh, I have my hands full. I can't, like, fall asleep at all. I have to be very focused and sharp the entire – like, literally from bell to bell. Her wrestling is 
I, I think I've got about four or five inches on her in height. And mm -hmm. I believe my reach might be six to seven inches longer. Right. Uh, but because I'm so tall, I have to make sure that I'm not fighting really tall because she, her wrestling is really good. And so if I fall in love with standing real tall, she's 100% going to get on my legs and I'm going to have to deal with that. So I have to be sharp, but um, I feel like her path to victory, she's got one and I have, I have many options. So I, I feel like uh, this is a good, it's a good matchup for me. She's a legitimate opponent. She's really good. Uh, it's the thing about, fighting over in brazil for women especially there's not the talent pool that we have so i feel like i have had a much harder lineup when it comes to uh, opponents than she has uh i don't think she's fought the caliber that i've, I've fought so i think that's going to be a that's going to be a big problem for her is just the, the talent the difference i'm a much bigger gap compared to the girls that she's fought than she is compared to the girls that i've fought so Sure. I, th I think that's a, I think it's a fair assessment. So if you wouldn't mind, I mean, I, I know you said you had the knee surgery or we mm -hmm. talked about that and then um, you got the call for contender series, which is something that you and I have been talking about. We, you, you know, sort of thinking maybe the UFC call up would be maybe a last minute replacement kind of situation yeah. or contender series was sort of on, on the cusp there. What has the contender series process been like? Cause I've, I've seen you go out and do some media and all that kind of stuff. What has that whole thing sort of looked like for you? I did not want to do contenders at all. Like I was like, no, I will not do contenders. I'll just keep winning fights and see if I get in or I'll just pray really hard and do like voodoo dances until somebody gets hurt and they call me. Right, right. <laughs> and none of that worked. So, you know, they say God's plan is better than ours. And I think it's really funny because it's just really ironic that this is how this worked out. But I'm kind of glad it did because I'm seeing how well contenders winners are doing right now. They're killing it. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, every up and coming star is from contenders. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe this was, maybe this was how, I, you know, this is just how it's supposed to be for me. Um, but it's been awesome. Like, it was funny because one of my teammates fought on contenders in 2019. Uh, he, he lost, but uh, he, if he hadn't retired, he'd, he'd have been back on contenders the next season. Dana loved him. But um, sure. It's, it's funny because everything happened really fast for me. Like they started, they sent me out my medicals immediately. And so they had me doing my medicals and stuff like immediately. And I was like, I don't remember Mondo's being like this. So I'm telling myself, I'm like, oh, they have an opponent for me that's in the UFC and they're bringing me up early. And that's why they're doing mm. like, no, they. <laughs> right, right. But I talked myself into, oh, someone got hurt in there. They're pulling me up. Nope. They were just getting my stuff done. <laughs> I love it. So, so they brought you out, did the media package, the whole nine. What was that process like? Was that, I mean, was it, was it cool? Everybody was friendly. What was that like? Oh yeah. Everyone was cool. It's funny. Like they get us in there and, and like get us out of there. It was like two days. It was like, they flew us in, we did the media and they kicked us on out. Uh, I was freaking out because it was my media shoot was like, like 16 weeks before the fight. So I was like, I'm fat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't show my belly. I don't want to like, <laughs> But then I got there and everyone was fat. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> everyone here is fat right now. We're all getting into, you know, getting into camp, not coming out of it. So have you, I mean, I, I know you, I know you've, you've done an excellent job throughout your career sort of navigating, I mean, for lack of a better word, the hype behind you and who you are. Um, are you feeling any of that moving into this, you know, on, on next Tuesday, any of that, any of that sort of trailing you into the cage? <laughs> You know, like, I'm so glad that I'm 30 and I'm so glad that it's happening. Like, I'm getting this opportunity a little bit later because none of that really 
matters to me. You know, I had a big college career. I was a big time college athlete, had a lot of hype and, you know, there too. And you get to the point where you don't, you don't really notice it anymore. You know, people think you're great. People think you're terrible. That's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. And I don't know, I'm super competitive. You know, we could pull out a game of Monopoly right now and I'm going to feel like I need to perform in Monopoly just as well as I need to perform on Tuesday. So sure. I think it's just, I, I'm, I got lucky, you know, I had a, I played high pressure sport from the time I was five years old. So I don't, I don't, I don't really notice. I got you. So, I mean, I, you and I spoke after your, your last Invicta fight. And I mean, obviously it was a very dominant performance in your mind's eye without revealing game plan. How, how do you see Tuesday night going? Hmm. <laughs> I see it. This is funny because I have like, I always have ideas of how the fight's going to end. Sure. I usually have multiple ideas. Um, I think it's going to end. Before, I, I don't think we're going to go into round three. Um, okay. Th- this fight, whoever, I mean, I think we're both very well versed on each other, uh, each other's fighting styles. Whoever makes the first mistake is going to lose a fight. Ah, like, okay. That's, that's fair. How it's gonna be. Yeah. Whoever makes the first big, mis- big, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but every, whoever makes the first big mistake is going to lose a fight. Um, I do, like I said earlier, I do think that I have a bigger arsenal than she does, sure. uh, but she does have a few things that she is very good at. So I just have to be, again, I got to keep her off my legs. She, she throws really hard leg kicks. I'm a lefty, so I don't know. I've never seen her fight a lefty that changes the angle of that kick. So I kind of hope she tries to kick me because she'll probably kick me in the kneecap. <laughs> Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't, I mean like everything she does, it's, it's not going to translate to me. So I, it's almost like, I don't know what she's, you know, she can't, I mean the double leg on a lefty is so hard because the rear hip is so far away. So I assume she's going to go for the single, but I'm really good at winning to the outside. You know, if I went hard to the outside, she's not going to be able to pick my leg up. So is she going to go for the double, the single? I don't really know. I mean, I know she's going to wrestle her butt off. I imagine as soon as the bell rings, it's, she's going to try to wrestle from the beginning to the end because I think I have a very clear advantage on the feet. So, right. So, so I'm sure you're aware Dana White's been pretty vocal lately about <laughs> the, the, the amount of action and, you know, expectations that he has for people in contender series. Obviously, you're going out there to finish every fight that you're in, but having heard the emphasis that he's putting on stuff like that, does that add anything to, does that change anything to your game plan? Does that add any fire to you? No, because for me, even when I win, I could win 30-24 and, and I would still feel like I lost if I don't get a finish. Like right. I'm I'm a very, I'm not happy with myself unless I get a finish. Uh, and I'm like super impatient. So I'm kind of incapable of being in a boring fight because I get really, imp- almost to a fault. I get too impatient where I'm going to, it could be 10 seconds in and I'm feeling like nothing's happening and I have to make something happen, whether it's me stepping and you know taking a hard right to the dome or me planning one like i'm gonna figure out how to make something happen because i get right. bored, so. no I, I love it yeah i, I mean I, I love the urgency in which you fight it, it it definitely makes for for all action all the time uh i did notice and something you and i were talking about before we got on air here is that you brought in some new people or you went rather to some new people this time. And one of which, you know, obviously makes our heart happy. Uh, you got some time in with the one and only Miranda Maverick. What was the idea on like, how did you select the like, people to spar with, to prepare for this different camps to visit? How does that process work? And then what were your, some of your takeaways from that? So it's kind of a long story um, where I am uh, like 
geographically. Yeah. There's not any girls. There's um, right. I have a I have Desiree Yanez is one of my training partners. She fights at a lower weight class than me, and I'm I'm kind of big and imposing, and so it's like um we we were trying to find big you know some some bodies that are like big game girls who would you know go hard train hard with me in camp when I need it, and then you know be, just be good training partners because there's times when you need to go. So for the last I lost that fight into 2020, I've been around trying to find a place that I felt like a second home uh, that I could go to in camp. So I could go to for a few weeks there. Everything just clicked. Like I, I, Miranda, we both enjoy the cerebral aspect of the game. And so a lot of these gyms, these bigger gyms, there's a, there's a lot of really good training, but there's not a whole lot of learning. It's a lot right. of like lab drilling, lab goes and, 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 you leave and you're like, oh, wow, I got really good work in it. But then I start thinking of what did I, did I learn anything really? No, like, you know, what am I better at besides, you know, maybe a little bit more comfortable with different bodies. But and I have gotten the opportunity to work with a lot of great people and it's been really cool. But um, in the beginning of 2021, I met Justin Houghton, uh, he, the Muay Thai coach for Pound for Pound, uh, mm-hmm. which is part of Elevation. I met him at uh, the PI. I was training out there training with Andrea and him and me and, and my head coach, Jake, we, we just like really meshed really well. And, um, he's like, you know, you got to come out. I never, I didn't make it out. And then finally, after my fight a year later, we made it, we made it out there and I got to work with Lauren Murphy, Claire Guthrie, Miranda Maverick, Raquel Pennington. I just broken her finger. So I didn't get to work with her or, you know, that nasty hand injury she had. I say broken finger, but it's disgusting. It is so much worse than a broken finger. (laughs) Um, Oh, really? It was that bad? I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it in a second. But yeah, so I got to work with a bunch of of girls. And it was like, um, I met Valor, the uh, Cavalero, the the jiu-jitsu and grappling coach out there. And I just like, I just really felt like, okay, this is a really good group of people that, you know, they're like-minded. They want to train as much as I do. Right. Um, yeah. So I ended up coming back out there for the second half of my, th- that was like probably 12 to 13 weeks out. So maybe first ish beginning of camp. And then second half of camp, I went back out there. Everyone was hurt. So I, me and Miranda worked <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> but it was perfect because the girl that I'm fighting is just a little bit taller than Miranda, heavy grappler, you know? So right. it was like, okay, this is what I need anyways. Minus Miranda being a lefty, but whatever. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously we're feeling good. Wait, I mean, obviously everybody wants oh, to know. Oh, guys, tell me about Raquel's finger. Oh yeah, tell me about the finger. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay, so I think it was either the end of the first round, or the beginning of the second round. Uh, she hit. Who was she fighting? Uh, it wasn't JJ, Aspen? was it? It was it Aspen or JJ? I think it was but, Aspen. JJ's out of the same camp, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must have been Aspen. Yeah. So she. Hit, so uh, she. I think it was Aspen. Yeah. She said she went back to her corner, and her finger. She her finger felt funky and she looked down and she couldn't see her finger out of her glove. So she's like trying to, she had to dig her finger out and pull. So basically she, her finger like lodged itself, like this joint lodged itself down into the hand. I've seen that before. Number two, maybe second or third. I mean, first or second. I don't know. She's, she's messed up. (laughs) She'll be back. I mean, it's a finger. She'll be back, but it's frustrating because fingers are pretty important. <laughs> yeah. I've oddly enough, I've seen that injury before. Um, I was playing a game of piss, uh, pick up basketball one time and a guy like just, just too hard of a chest pass. Oh no. Kid, oh yeah. That's what makes sense. And a kid just like, he had his fingers just too like out and it just hit, it was the ring finger too. And it just kind of like, kind of 
separated at the knuckle and just kind of pushed it in on side of itself. So it was just well, like, and that's, that makes up. sense. Cause I think she, I think a kick hit her. Mm. That would make sense. Same, same idea. Ugh. Yeah. I have such a phobia about my fingers. It's really <laughs> weird. Like I can <laughs> make you like clench your butt cheeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, de it definitely does. I'm so, I'm really, I'm really kind of weird about my fingers. So, okay. Um, obviously, you know, every, I'll, I'll just ask you the, the question that everybody wants to ask weight cut feels good everything feels good going into tuesday i'm so light right now like uh yeah i'm like seven over and i'm okay. a week out so oh. i don't think i'm gonna have to cut a whole lot right if right. and i mean like maybe sit in the steam room not the sauna i can't do saunas but maybe sit in the steam room for like 20 minutes and then probably be on yeah i should be good yeah and i start my big water i mean i've been water loading but my big load starts tomorrow so ugh. but what's 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 your travel itinerary look like like what's media obligation travel all that stuff for this week i don't think we have any i think we did all of our media obligations earlier mm -hmm. so they flew her out today they don't fly me out until saturday hmm. she's in brazil so it's like a 12 13 hour yeah flight. i guess so. i guess so but they still, wanna... that's, a, that's pretty early yeah have but you can't be choosers so <laughs> Do you do like the thing where do you, do you kind of try to be sneaky, like, well, like going into opponent? Like, do you want to like want to know what she's been working at or like how oh, man, she no, looks? I, I or... stalk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I let them see me stalking. I don't care. What do you, what, I mean, what, what have we found? What's the intel? What do we got? I think her knees hurt. Um, really? I think her left knee is hurt. Uh, I don't know how bad. I mean, all of our knees hurt. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's banged up. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not expecting it to do to, to mean anything. But uh, she, I mean, I've seen she's done so much wrestling this camp. I mean, like she's going to shoot and reshoot and shoot and reshoot and shoot again. Like there's no way she's that that's not the game. That would be my game plan if I were to fight me. So right. that's, that's what she's going to do. Um, yeah, I mean, she trains a lot. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, she, she trains with uh, Josiani Nunes. Josie, uh, yep. the, the little short girl. So that's been her main training partner for me. And she's like five foot one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> so like five I, foot one, no neck, throws yeah. overhands the whole time. Like that's not she you at all. Lefty though. So I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess got so. the right legs in and in front. But I was like, that's going to make, you know, the angles of punches are going to be a lot different. Yeah. I can literally lift my leg up off the ground and knee you in the face. And she would have to like jump. <laughs> like, right. So well, it's going to be, I mean, she's got. I think I was able to find better, probably like more suitable bodies, you know, mm -hmm. in comparison to, you know, stylistically, yeah. but that doesn't always matter, you know? Well, so. so like I said, you've had hype behind you for, for a long time now. Um, and justifiably so, like I said, college <laughs> career and then professional career and, and just every, everything behind you. What has been, has there been any noticeable change as soon as like the UFC Dana White moniker gets attached to the name? Has anything really changed? The phone ringing more, the Instagram blowing up more? I mean, oh, what? I don't, that's been, every time I have a fight come up, the Instagram, you know, blows up and, but I've actually fought in front of Dana already. So that's another advantage. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I did fine. I did what I mean. Again, I'm either going to, I mean, I'm going to go out and do what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter who's watching. It doesn't matter how many people are there. So, um, you know, I don't think so. I haven't noticed any different. I mean, I'm sure after I win this contract, I'm going to have a lot more followers and stuff, but right. again, I don't care about any of that. That's just, that's Icing just on the cake. crap. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. I mean, crap in the toilet. You know? <laughs> it's, you know what? It's weird. It's one of those things where like in your head, like when you sit down, you're like, that doesn't matter at all, you know? But then sometimes you're like, it kind of does matter a little bit where it's like, you know, it does matter. 
it does kind of open a door every once in a while. So it, I don't really care about it at all, but but um, Camzat liked a few of my posts, and I kind of fangirled a little. So yeah, that yeah. was cool. But, <laughs> okay, I you know what I wasn't going to bring this up, but let's talk about this for a second. Oh. Oh, you already know what I'm going to say. What what what's up with what, what's up with Sean Strickland? Uh, what, what, what what's this? What <laughs> what is going on with this dude? Um, you know, I, so I met Sean. When did I meet him? Probably a year. Okay, so when I went out and trained with Melissa Croden. So yeah. Man, when was that? A year and a half ago, probably. He was at the SMS. No. Yeah. Was it that yeah. far? Was it that yeah, long? A year and a half ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 2021, the beginning of 2021. Okay. All right. Uh so I met Melissa Croden. Me and yep. Melissa, uh, the Canadian girl, got real close, became good friends. And he was kind of uh John Wood was with Jojo. Jojo had a fight. Uh, and so he was like basically taking care of Melissa. He was right. driving her around, you know, and she was training with me a lot that week. We we met one day and then just trained together the whole time. It was just like, it was a really good matchup. So um, he was carting her around and everything. And like, he gives everyone so much crap and I just like didn't care. So yeah. I think it like, it made me intriguing to him. And then we just came, became friends. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like he's a really good friend of mine. Like, yeah. It's just really funny because we're polar opposites. That's as soon as like I saw your name pop up on his feed, I was like, "What is happening? Wait a second, what is, what is going on here?" No, he's so cool, man, and I don't know. He is exactly what he is. Yeah, but he's actually a good guy. I'm sure. Yeah, he really is. Like, um, I don't know. He's. <laughs> He just, he, yeah, he's a character, right? So he's a character, man. But that's, that's like 100% who he is. Like, he always makes fun of me and like, cause I like a uh, journal and stuff. And I obviously love Jesus. And so he's always like telling me he's going to send me like kids coloring book Bibles and all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, send them. <laughs> yeah. I had this, I had this very strange theory about him. I don't know. I, oh, think Lord. I, may, I think I may have told you this before, but when he fought, when he used to fight at 170, um and he had I don't like know how he made, have you seen him in person i have not seen him in person but he looks like he looks like a large man so um his ankles are like this thick i, I, I don't know how he did that but anyway, well, i think so. his ankles might be that thick because of the the, the leg injury now like he probably just doesn't yeah, have like the oh, circulation yeah. they're both that big, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, that's the first thing i noticed i was like dude his legs are the same size all the way down it might be congestive heart failure i don't know so we <laughs> Um, but anyway, sorry. No, it's okay. So he, when he was at 170 and had like the shaved head and did all that stuff, like when he used to come out and fight, like he would never talk. Like even after a win, it was always like very quiet. And I thought he was like this weird, like Rain Man, idiot savant kind of dude, like this, like real cerebral sort of fighter. And then he gets hurt, comes back. He's at 185, and it's like it's like somebody just told him like, "Hey, Sean, you know you're allowed to talk, right?" And then the moment he they started talking, have told him that, right? That exactly. Now he just talks nonstop, <laughs> and it was like. Oh my gosh, I could not have had this more wrong. You know what I mean? It, it's so he's such a character. I mean, I would I would love to sit down and just completely, you know, chop it up with him. So you uh, he's a he's a funny guy. And he's yeah. really easy to talk to. Okay, so like so we were at the PI, I was training with Andrea. Andrew's jujitsu coach was out there. And her jujitsu coach is uh he's huge. He's like six mm -hmm. five, big dude, and he's legitimate black belt. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Man, I wish I could, you know, had someone to roll with. And Sean was there because Melissa was with us. And Sean was like, I think I've got some gym clothes in the car. And so he goes out and gets his clothes and comes back. And he's like, by the way, I am a black belt, but I'm probably going to like rape choke you and stuff. 
Oh my gosh. I, we were like, what? <laughs> like you could have just stopped at black belt. You didn't have to go further than that. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna do, uh, you know, I'm not gonna like roll for your legs or anything, but um, I probably will like grab your neck and stuff. And we, we were like, oh my gosh, oh my goodness. All right, so he's we've got it. We we've got a we've got a big week coming up. Um, I see water loading already. We're getting water in. Um, yeah, I know. We're we're, we're training. <laughs> we're we're training hard. I I want to give you. Um, I want to be respectful of your time as always. And then, you know, r realistically, I, I know I, people don't understand that, you know, I, I message you on the side anyway, and you and I talk, but this is, I, I mean this with, with all sincerity, you and I have been talking for the better part of two plus years now. Um, I feel confident in saying the fact that I view you as a friend at this point, I'm extremely happy and excited for this opportunity for you. Um, I appreciate you giving me so much time, so close to the fight. Um, I know this is, you know, the culmination of a lifetime of hard work. And it's a good opportunity for you. I'm super pumped for you. I'm pumped for Jake. I'm pumped for your team and what this means for you guys. Um, I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, I know you've got a whole slew of new sponsors and people that are rooting for you. So, you know, I, I want to give you the floor to, to, to say what you want to say before we, we, we lead into Tuesday night. Yeah. So um, over the past, probably almost maybe a year and a half, I've been doing uh a lot of like lung training with a company called, it's a brand new company called Be Boundless. Uh, Roxanne owns it. She's been awesome. It's helped me a ton. I can go train in Colorado after being at like sea level and, you know, not, not have any issues. So uh, that's been awesome. I've got Lone Star Truck Group. They've been with me for quite some time now. The Corleys are amazing. And Jason Farmer's livestock. He's great. Oh, Berkwood Farms, by the way. The, have you, have you eaten there? I, I have a conflict of interest because I'm sponsored by a meat company. So it's, oh. a, it's, it's a very, it's a conflict of interest. So, I mean, I would listen, stay classy meats. Oh, okay. I, don't we, know. I mean, listen, I'm not opposed to any dead animal, so I will eat all of them. <laughs> I just, you know, it's one of those things, but anyway, go ahead. Berkwood farms. Berkwood farms. You have to get the pork chops. They're so okay. good. And rec tech, the, 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 they sent me an awesome grill. I know what's okay. Yeah. All right. You should get a hold of them. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So here's what we're, here's, I've, I've been meaning this, you know, obviously with preparing for a fight, I don't want to, we don't want to talk about, I didn't want to talk about food with you too much, but now. I don't, I, don't, I eat so much right now. I, I, I eat pretty much up into the. Well, now that I know the weight's good. So we'll, we'll start sensing. I don't have a rec tech. I have a Traeger, but again, same, same concept, same pellet grill style thing. I'll start sending you some of my stuff. Anybody that. Anybody that knows me knows that if there's one thing I do really well, two things I do really well, I talk and I cook. So are you I carnivore? Oh, uh, uh, well, I eat a lot of dead animals, so we're good. <laughs> I eat a lot of meat. I'm like, but, I say I'm 80 20 carnivore. Yeah, I, that seems fair. That yeah. seems fair. I had broccoli the other night. I had a piece of apple pie <laughs> earlier tonight as well. And then, yeah. Yeah, I ate some no. grapes earlier. So I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's closer. Um, All right. <laughs> so, Rec Tech, any, anybody else? There's so many. There's so many yeah, I know. people have helped me, you know, throughout this whole process. I'm working on a few right now that I'm really excited about, but I can't say yet. So Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to hear all the same. Um, and then you're selling shirts right now too, right? You got shirts? Oh, yeah. There, you yeah. can get through my page. If you go on my Instagram and mm -hmm. um, just type what size you want, mm -hmm. you'll get a direct message and we'll get all your info and we'll get, get them sent out. They're awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, I believe you. I believe you have to get one. Um, as always, 
I appreciate you. And I, you know, obviously we'll be rooting for you on Tuesday night and then I'll be in contact with, you know, you'll, you'll have, you'll have the congratulations DM. It, uh, I, I have a queued up sitting in the drafts. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and send it after the fact, but no, seriously, Haley, I I'm, I'm pumped for you. Um, you know, when we were just starting this thing out, you were one of the first people that said yes to us. Um, yes to me. And that, that means more to the, than you could ever know. So I appreciate that tenfold and I wish you nothing but luck and success on Tuesday. I'm, I'm excited to be your friend. I'm excited to be on, on uh, team all hail. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you after, after Tuesday. Thank you so much. It's going to be a good night. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Man, I'll tell you what, you know what, this, this, as I get older, right. As I get older, I feel like, I feel like I get softer as I get older. Um, I start to feel a certain type of way about things, you know, and I don't know, man. I don't know. It's cool to meet genuine people. It's cool to meet people that are, that are, that, that have your, have your interest in mind, people that, that you can associate and, and, and connect with on a level that may or may not be, you know, I've always, I mean, cl clearly I've never met, I've never met Haley in person, but you know, through text messages and, and DMs and all that kind of stuff, um, you get a general feel for how a person is and you you find yourself wishing success on people um, based on who they are as a person and and what they've done and, and what they're about from maybe whether it's a value point or a conviction standpoint. So, um, you know, we, we could, I could message a million different athletes, you know, part of the UFC and Zufa banner and, and, and say, Hey, come on the show, this, that, and the other, but, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I like who they are or I agree with who they are. Um, and, you know, it seems like, it seems like a strange thing uh, to say, you know, Hey, we're going after, you know, we're going to have Drew Dober on, we're going to have Haley Cowan on, we're going to have Miranda Maverick on, we're going to have Calvin Cater on, whatever the case may be. The reason why those people come on the show and the reason why you see them more than once is because of who they are outside of the cage, because who they are, outside of that. So it's a, it's a real thing. Like it's a real, I appreciate you. It, you know, you know what I mean? Not everybody has to say yes, but the people that do, um, and you know, we align with, like, I mean, I've, I've interviewed quite a few people in the, in the, U in the UFC and the, in the MMA and Bellator, it's just anything in this space. Right. Um, and there, there are certain people I, I dig and get along with, uh, on a, on a very real level. Um, so I, I wish it's not, it's not just lip service. I wish Haley, um, and her fiance, Jake and their team, just infinite success. And I genuinely think, um, she has the skill to be what she says she's going to be one day, which is champion. That's, that's not, that's not BS. I mean, she's got, she's got the size, she's got the speed, she's got the hands, she's got wrestling, she's got cardio, just got to get the reps in, got to get the experience one win at a time chip away and and see what we can do i mean you're looking at you're looking at a person that that has the potential to be a contender um to make a make an impact in the sport so i'm i'm excited man like i, I really hitch the punch list um wagon to the to the haley cowan rocket please and thank you <laughs> so all right let's break down we have a huge we have a huge card this weekend uh ufc san diego takes place this weekend headlined by Marlon Cheeto Vera and Dominic Cruz. We're going to break this down. We're going to break this whole thing down. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to our show sponsors, allegianceclothing.com. If you use allegiance, if you go to allegianceclothing.com 
and you use promo code uh, punch, you can save 15% site-wide. And that's premium, American-made, veteran-owned fabrics, designs, the whole nine. Um, flip side of that, if you want to fuel your body, you want to do so with the best uh, and leanest meat on the planet Earth. You can go to stateclassymeats.com. You can use promo code FIST and you save 10%. I uh, got a couple messages this last week of those of you that are finally pulling the trigger and trying the meat from Stay Classy. And for that, I want to say thank you. Um, and I, I've said it before and I will say it again. This is not a Stay Classy thing. If you get Stay Classy meats and don't like what you get, I'll give you your money back. It's not even a Stay Classy thing. I'll do it. I'm that confident in their stuff. I love Stay Classy. I love Scott and the team there and what they're doing. I freaking love those guys. I really, I really genuinely do. Um, those are my people. So, um, you know, Scott at Stay Classy, Roy at Allegiance. I love those guys. Um, they're good people running good companies. And again, we could do the Manscaped thing, right? Like we did Manscaped before. Manscaped's hit us up since and said, you know, hey, um, we want to run ads with you, but you know what you don't hear me do? You don't hear me read manscaped ads. You know why? Because they burnt us last time. They burnt me. And I don't, if you are, if you do things in a slime ball capacity, I don't mess with you. If you're, if you're not on the up and up or I don't use your product personally, or I wouldn't feel confident recommending it to anybody else. You're not, my, you're not my thing, right? I don't want to talk to you as a guest. If you're not good people, I don't want to push your product. If you're not, if it's not good products, um, I just, I, I don't need it that bad. To be honest with you, I don't need it. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Um, all right. Before we break down this fight, uh, these fights this Saturday, I want to go ahead and give a shout out. I did it at the end of the last episode, but we're going to try something different this time. I'm going to give top countries of last episode. Um, those of you that tuned into the episode with Drew Dober, uh, where we, we talked about him after it, or we talked with him after his fight with Rafael Alves. So let's break down, let's break down where, uh, the top, uh, downloads came from for that episode. Uh, give me one second here. I'm pulling that up and let's see here. Analytics. Okay. Awesome. All right. So Analytics from the last episode, top countries, the U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., New Zealand, Italy, Germany, India, France, Spain, Bosnia, Kenya, Greece, the Netherlands, South Africa, Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, Kuwait, Argentina, Norway, the Czech Republic, and Nicaragua making an appearance on there. Thank you. Uh, for everybody that tuned in to the last episode with Drew Dober. I appreciate that. If you listen to it audio-wise, thank you. If you watched it on YouTube, thank you as well. Uh, the new subscribers on YouTube, I appreciate you guys tenfold and everybody else that subscribes to the show. Um, okay, so let's talk about last week real quick. Vincente Luque apparently does not know how to fight against a southpaw, right? Uh, that's a new thing that happened. Excuse me. So I was all I was I was in on Luke, right? Everybody knows this at this point. I was I was in, I was in on a big, I was a big L. Um here's my thing about this, right? Here's my thing about the Luke Jeff Neal situation. I don't if you were on Jeff Neal, it can be one of four things, right? One, 
you're a contrarian and you wanted to fade me or you just didn't want to go with the populace and wanted to play a, a live underdog because he got pun- he's got punching power, it's fine. No problem with that at all. Two, you were banking on somehow Bilal Muhammad's win over Vincente Luque equating to because he got wrestle-banged his last fight, he was somehow going to get outstruck his next fight and drop two in a row for and you're betting on a thing that he's never done in his entire career. Three, you were betting on Jeff Neal having the performance of a lifetime. You thought Jeff Neal's going to come out and he's going to look the best he's ever looked. And he's going to do so against a guy that's been widely considered to be one of the most well-rounded, steady, consistent, even-keeled mixed martial artists in the last five years. You were betting on that to happen. Or four, you're friends with Jeff Neal, or you train with him, or you just love Saif, Saud, or something like that. It had to be one of the four things. I don't know how anybody's sitting there analytically looking at that fight going, Jeff Neal's going to win this, and he's going to do so. He's going to become the first person to knock out Vincente Luque. He's going to be the first one to do it. I feel confident in that. If you, if, if that's you, if that is you, I will give you the logins for this. You can have all this. I I, I want to know how you knew that. How you said Jeff Neal is going to have the performance of a lifetime while Vincente Luque is going to have one of the worst performances of a lifetime. He's going to do so against the Southpaw, and then he's going to get knocked out for the first time in his career. If that's you and you have the analytics behind it, I, 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 I tip my hat to you. I have no idea how that happens. I just, on paper, Vincente Luque wins that fight. Seven out of ten times, I, I just I'm lost. I'm lost. Anyway, okay. <sighs> I I digress. All right, let's get after this. Uh, first fight on the main card, Jake. Do you know what is it? The Yasmin Yasmin, I believe, is the first fight on the main card. They've been switching stuff around so much on this thing, man. I don't, I don't know what's what anymore. I can't, I can't, can't keep my. My head from my head. Yeah, it's Yasmin versus Yasmin. Um, Jurajou or Jerajou. I can't remember. Lucinda. Uh, Yasmin with a Y minus 185. Yasmin with an I plus 159. Over rudder rounds at two and a half. Uh, and we we here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick true to it, right? So last week I put on the slip when I made the slip. Stephanie Egger was an underdog, right? She was an underdog. Come fight time, Myra Bueno Silva was an underdog. Myra Bueno Silva won. Now, if, if I don't know who saw the tap. Did anybody see the tap? Did the tap happen? Was it a Brazilian tap? Like what was the I don't what happened there, right? Um anyway, but Myra, underdog, women's science, that hit. Now I was on the wrong side of it. I thought Egger was, you know, at the time I placed the bet, um, was going to end up being the underdog. It's not the case. Myra Buena Silva ended up being the underdog. So women's science reigns supreme. I am going to take Yasmin Lucindo here because there's I'm going to I'm going to fade women's science at another point in time in this um in this card, and it's not here, right? So if you're on Lucindo. Um, you're, you're talking about a girl that's won seven in a row. 
Um, she's got a high finish rate, very high finish rate. If you're, you know, you're looking at her, she's 13 and four, eight of her wins, uh, have come by KO TKO two of which have come by submission. So she's, she's finished 10 out of her 13 wins via, via finish, which is, uh, hold on a second. Jake just sent me a text. He's got a roll. All right, buddy. Yeah, Jake, if you got to go ahead, go ahead and roll, man. I got you. Um, and then if you're looking at Yasmin, yes, Yasmin with a Y, she does have indeed, she is undefeated. Um, so obviously eight and oh there. Another high stoppage percentage. Uh, six out of her eights have, have come inside the distance. Now, normally when I think about a fight like this where we've got women and we've got women that like to finish fights. I don't know, man. It usually means that we're going to get some sort of stalemate, but, but we've had very violent UFC cards lately, very violent cards outside of the last UFC London uh, card, which we didn't have a ton of finishes on, but this last one, which we had all finishes and then we're in front of a live audience. Again, anytime we've got the live audience, the finish rate goes up. So I'm going to bet Yasmin with an I at underdog money to, to start. And then I'll be looking to tack on an inside the distance play as the fight progresses, or I'm sorry, as we get closer to the fight, if the finish rate remains high. So we, we've got the first fight of the main card. We've got seven fights, I think, before this one. If there's a high percentage of finish finishes in this, if the crowd is into it, if everybody's hyped up and ready to go, there's bloodshed, everybody's ramped up, I will be looking at an inside the distance play. Until then, I'm looking at just Yasmin with an eye um, at plus money because women's underdog. Why not? Women's science. Yes, I hear you. We need to make the shirt. I'm on it. Just give me time. I will figure out. I'm, I've been talking to Roy about it. I just, I mean, look, man, not everybody operates with the same sense of urgency as, as other people. You know what I mean? What, what I, I don't have a, I don't have a, a way to, to do anything more than, than, than what I'm currently doing, unless I want to go outside of the, the, um, the allegiance umbrella, which, you know, at this point in time in the game with where we're at, I just feel like that would probably be, really damn disrespectful um that being said if anybody's watching dana white contender series now um or you hop in after it's over please let me know whether or not bo nickel wins bo nickel obviously getting ready to fight uh minus four thousand the largest favorite in the ufc zufa history um is fighting tonight which i feel like it's worth a small sprinkle on his opponent just based on the fact that that just it's ludicrous for a guy with one professional win. Really kind of ludicrous. Um, all right, so the, the bout order is a little bit mixed up. The main card opener is actually supposed to be Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunez. This is a rebook of something we saw earlier. Uh, I think, was it Nina that got sick and we had to rebook the fight? No big deal. Here we are now, Cynthia Calvillo, Nina Nunez. Let's go ahead and get these odds pulled up. Calvillo is popping in at a minus 172. Nunez at a minus 147. Over under rounds at two and a half. You can say, all right, well, let's go ahead and take Nina at the plus 147. Uh, I'm on Cynthia most times. Uh, I, I, If Amanda Nunez had lost to Juliana Pena, I would be all over 
Cynthia Calvia here, but I'm going to ride the momentum a little bit um, and take, take Nina. She's well-rounded where Calvillo's got the, she's got the grappling, right? She's got the grappling. She's got the submission skills, but Nina's got, she just does everything kind of okay. Right. And in women's fighting, um, a lot of times doing everything okay is enough to win quite a few fights. And if you look at a person like Nina Nunez, uh, professional record, you know, she's 10 and seven. So she's got an, she's got an above 500 record for just basically being pretty okay at everything. Right. Um, lost to Mackenzie Dern, lost to Tatiana Suarez, which immediately sets up the red flag. I'm going Dale. She doesn't do good against grapplers, right? She doesn't do good against grapplers. So, um, Cynthia Calvillo, on the other hand, you know, can definitely, can definitely grapple, definitely is paused for concern there. But if you're looking at, at the Cynthia Calvillo side, she's lost three in a row, right? She's lost to Caitlin Chukagian. She's lost to Jessica Andrade. She lost to Andrea Lee. Um, you know, her last win was against Jessica I. Um, not exactly, she's not exactly setting the world on fire, right? Um, Jessica wins over Jessica I, Courtney Casey, and Pollyanna Botelio. It's it's not enough to get real excited about. So if, if you're sitting here and you're feeling confident on the Calvillo side, it has to be because Nina Nunez has historically not done well with wrestlers. Outside of that, though, I mean, I think she's worth a play. I think she's worth a tiny little play here. It's plus money on women. Why not? Um, so I don't know. I'm looking at it. I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. Devin Clark versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Mirzakhanov at 11 and 0. Devin Clark at 13 and 6. Now, this fight is one of the ones that kind of has me scratching my head a little bit, right? I see Devin Clark at a plus 135 taking on Azamat Mirzakhanov at minus 155 with the over under on two and a half. And you think Azamat and you think his last win over, was that over Tefan and Jekwe? Um, if I'm not mistaken, hold on a second. Let me make sure. I think that's who it was over. Went over to Fawn, the Dawn, and Checkway. If I believe that's my my to believe that to be correct, it was okay. Now, if you're looking at that fight before the flying knee in the third round, it didn't look particularly great going into that, right? Like it was not like, oh my gosh, this is a this is a double Z double V. Uh, Caucus Mountain Warrior, right? He's not lighting the world on fire. You're not feeling super great about this, but now he's fighting Devin Clark. Devin Clark, obviously, with a wrestle-heavy style, loves to duck that head down. Um, I don't want to say cardio issues, but he tends to fade at times. Um, but I think he's definitely going to be the stronger of the two. I don't know how long it lasts. Um, Team Elevation, feeling pretty good right now. Um, I don't know if a win over Tafon and Jekway makes you a favorite over Devin Clark. Uh, Devin Clark is so hit and miss for me. To be honest with you, if I'm looking at this fight as something I'm going to play, it's probably dog or pass. I don't love the idea of playing Azamat like with high confidence. You know, maybe if you play him small sprinkle. Small sprinkle, but Devin Clark's wins in the UFC, William Knight, Alonzo Menafield, Daquan Townsend, Darko Stosic, Mike Rodriguez, Jake Collier, Josh Stansberry. 
he's really only kind of lost to good, like really good people. I would argue that the worst loss he has in the UFC is probably Iwan Kutalaba, right? Other losses, I'm now, you know what? Ryan Spans is worth his worst loss. Um, but lost to Kutalaba, Anthony Smith, Span, Rockic, um, and Jan Blahovitz. I mean, he's not losing, he's not losing to to bad guys. He's losing to contenders and champions, title challengers. Um, so yeah, I'm maybe small flyer on on my man Devin Clark here. Yeah, maybe small. No, no, nothing crazy. Uh, to me, this fight is dog or pass. I, I won't argue the merits of a Caucasus Mountain Warrior play. I won't. I won't do that. Obviously, because you know I love me some Caucasus Mountains. I really do. I just don't. That Azamat uh, Merzakhanov performance against Tafan and Jekwe, I just didn't love it. It just did not scream to me high confidence Caucasus. I didn't love it. Uh, maybe he just had a bad night. Maybe it was octagon jitters maybe he just needed to shake it out and maybe we're just going to get in front of a crowd we're going to feel the, the, the thunder and Devin clark's going to take a stupid shot at a single leg and we're going to pop that knee up or we're going to use that looping right hand and we're going to fucking sleep maybe maybe it's possible i don't want to say it in high confidence maybe under two and a half these are light heavyweights let them bang bro let's do under two and a half i can get after it what's that under two and a half these wild men, these big ass dudes, fucking big boys, right? Imagine having to cut weight to make 205 pounds. Imagine being so big that you got to water load, eat right, and then drain your body to near death to make 205 pounds. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. I can't imagine. That's a big boy. It's a big boy, right? Um, let me see here. Under two and a half, minus 130. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's let the big boys rumble. Rumble, young man, rumble. Okay. Earmark it. If finish, if the finish rate's high, we're gonna we're gonna play it. If the finish rate's high, we're on it. We're on it, man. We're on it. Okay. All right, let's get after this a little bit more. Um, we did Devin Clark, we did Cynthia, we did the Yasmin. Co-made event of the evening, Nate Landwehr at 15 and 4, taking on David Onama at 10 and 1. Boy, I'll tell you what. Um, it's weird. Only in 2022, where we've got a fight card every weekend, does it make sense to have this be a co-main event of the evening? If I'm being honest with you, uh, this is not something that really that really checks my co-main event of the evening spot. But um, here we are, all the same. Land weird to plus 250, Onama to minus 300. Over oh, rounds in one and a half. Onama, we just we just saw not too long ago, right? Um, we 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 saw, <laughs> we saw him take on um, we saw him taking on Garrett Armfield, and you know that was that was a couple weeks ago. To be honest with you, Armfield kind of gave him the kind of gave him a little bit of the business, right? He kind of gave him a little bit of the business. He kind of. Took it to him a little bit, right? Now, I don't know if, I mean, Garrett obviously came in and was very durable, um, but he made he made David Onama work for every bit of that. And one of the things I like about Nate Landwehr is he does make you work for it, right? Like he makes you work for every single thing that you get um, inside the cage. Now, losses to Herbert Burns, losses to Julian Arosa, 
Wenzel over Ludovic Klein and Darren Elkins in a fight that I thought Elkins won, right? So if in my mind, in in, in the way I'm looking at um, Nate Landwehr's UFC career, he's three and one with a win over Ludovic Klein. That being said, um, I don't love the price of minus 300 on Onama. So I would be looking at Onama inside the distance. Um, the only way that I think that Landwehr really survives this is by a wrestle-heavy approach, right? He's got to come out and he's got to put a hell of a pace on him. Um, Onama by TKO KO, plus 175. So that's what I'm looking at. Um, Onama's got a, got a penchant for finishing fights. I'm going to ride the momentum of him finishing just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Um, I'm taken by TKO at plus 175. If I see a TKO submission prop come in later in the week that's somewhere around the plus 125 spot, I'll probably end up playing that just to give myself that extra added little little sauce in order to play this. Okay. Um, Marlon Chito Vera taking on Dominic Cruz in our main event. Dominic Cruz 24 and 3. Marlon Chito Vera at 19 and 7. Some will call John Anik included Dominic Cruz the Bantamweight GOAT. Um, and he's taking on Marlon Chito Vera this weekend uh, in our main event. That being said, when we look at the odds for this, your boy Dominic Cruz, despite being the Bantamweight GOAT, according to some, plus 185 on Cheeto Vera coming back at minus 220, which I think is a wildly generous line on Cheeto Vera. I am not a Cheeto Vera hater at all. You guys know this. I love playing Cheeto Vera. And I, the only, I, you know what? The only time I have faded Cheeto Vera is against. Frankie Edgar. And to my credit, Frankie Edgar was up on the scorecards before he got his chin kicked into his nose. Frankie Edgar, if he could have survived the third round, was going to win that fight. Um, Cheeto is a slow starter. We know this. We know he's a slow starter, right? That's the narrative that you'll hear all week is that can he get started early enough? Um, and then if he can't, how is he going to do against Dom Cruz, who we know can go five rounds? We know Cheeto can go five rounds. We remember the, the Rob Font fight. He came on strong at three. And so we have two guys that are going to get stronger as the fight goes on. But Dom Cruz can get started earlier. So my concern would be is that Cheeto is going to give up, willingly or unwillingly, the first two rounds. Outside of a big moment, Dom Cruz um, was probably going to win the first two rounds. This fight will be won or lost with a close third round and then four and five. Um, overrunner on, on rounds four and a half is justifiably so. I see this fight going to decision. Well, Dale, you're saying it's 25 minutes. Uh, well, a minute in between, that's fucking 30 minutes in a cage, man. That dude's playing punch face and, and breathing heavy. That's a long time. I agree. I agree. I think we're more, I think it's more likely that Cheeto finishes Dom Cruz than it is Dom Cruz finishes Cheeto Vera. And that being said, I'm going, I'm going to give, I'm going to. I'm going to lean one last time, one last time on Dominic Cruz at plus 185. I tell this bullshit. Cheeto Vera's so he's been so good. He's so consistent. He's well rounded. He's got long legs. He's got good jujitsu. He's gets stronger. He's, you know, he's he's got the swag. Everybody's loving it. He's everybody's on the Cheeto train. I I 100 percent hear you. I agree. Dominic Cruz is 24 and 3, has only fought the best in the game, has only lost to the greatest. 
some of the greatest to ever do it. Um, if Cheeto wins, it puts himself in rarefied air in that regard. But he's got to win to do it. So why not take a guy with 27 fights worth of experience, 24 of which uh, he has won, and a wealth of championship and five-round experience. I mean, the guy's been winning championship five-round fights since probably most of you were in high school. Um, he's been doing it up big. Been doing it up big. I don't love the minus 225 on him. I just don't love it. And I don't I don't see how you play him by the finish. You take Cheeto by decision, but gosh, you better. I mean, imagine taking Cheeto by decision and then being mad if he knocks out Dominic Cruz. Oh, why would you do that? Ooh. Ooh. No. Dog or pass. Take Dominic Cruz. Why not? Just fucking let her rip. He's I mean, 24 and 3. The Bantamweight, according to some, the Bantamweight goat. Um, you could do worse. You can do worse. Um, over four and a half. I mean, gosh, it's such a weird thing to sit there and hope to, and watch. I hate betting overs because then you're literally watching a fight, hoping nothing exciting happens. Right? Over over four and a half is at minus two ten. UFC Vegas. Everybody's really hoping this fight goes over. They're really hoping it goes over. Um, what are you gonna do, right? What are you gonna do? I'm on Dominic Cruz here. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean once more um, into the weird funky footwork. That being said, the, much will be said about the unorthodox style, the footwork of Dominic Cruz. This, that, and the other. I believe that the I believe the cat's out of the bag. I believe people know how to figure that shit out. I don't believe it affect. I don't think it's nearly as effective as he thinks it is, or as people believe it to be anymore. Cheeto will stand there. Cheeto will try to chop the legs. I don't love Dominic Cruz's. Striking style, I don't I, – I just – I personally don't particularly care for Dominic Cruz's style at all. Like, I, just, I really don't. Um, and it's almost enough to make me not bet him ever. But, dude, he finds a way to win, which is just wildly – like, when you don't like the way someone fights and they find a way to win, it's frustrating, right? Like, it is it is frustrating to watch. If you don't think that the whole in-out, in-out, shift stance – head down loop overhand switch lift head down loop left hand like thing if if that's not your speed i he's he's incredibly frustrating to watch because you're like who is this ice skating crackhead and how is he how does he win fights like how is this possible he finds a way to do it though he finds a way to win it's tough to take down tough to keep down finds a way to hit you when you don't want to be um if Vera, if, if Cheeto can cut him, if Cheeto can make if Cheeto can make Dominic Cruz bleed, he becomes like elevation Cain Velasquez. Something about the blood coming out of Dominic Cruz just shuts him down. So if we see a cut at any point in time, something to pay attention to. I'll lead initially. Mm. I'll lean initially on Dom Cruz at plus one eighty five, but I don't I don't love it just yet. We'll have to wait for the slip on. We'll have to wait for the slip on Saturday. The more I talk about it, I'm kind of walking my way to Cheeto, but I just I can't, that minus two twenty is yikes, yikes. All right, Ariana Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachoeira. This was a fight that was originally booked for last weekend, but here we are now. Um, it's it's taking place this weekend. Uh, UFC San Diego. I was initially going to be on Lipsky, right? It's going to be on Lipsky, um, mostly because we have proximity in our last name. It's really kind of it. 
I, I, I don't, there's no, no science behind the Lipsky play. Um, that being said, I've got women's favorites that I want to play t- this weekend, and you guys already know who it is, and it's not going to be Ariana Lipsky. It's going to take her last weekend. She's coming in at minus 190 here. Priscilla Catchwear at plus 165, over under rounds at two and a half. Uh, Priscilla, prone to being submitted. Ariana Lipsky can get that submission win, but if it stays standing, I like Priscilla Catchwear to come in later on in the fight and get, a, get that W. If it stays standing, I as weird it is as it is, the queen of violence's way to victory is a submission here. She should not stand and bang with Priscilla. She should not do it. Um, my my other concern with Priscilla is if she comes in with some stupid hairstyle where it's all dyed and shaved and twisted and braided and shit. Every time she does anything other than just her normal like battle braids, she gets beat. I, I just I hate it when she switches her hair up and comes out with that weird those weird colors and shit. It just it throws it off. It throws everything off. It, anytime you come out with your hair dyed some dumb color, you deserve to lose. So that way you're you can look dumb and lose a fight at the same time. So hopefully she comes out looking semi-normal as much as Priscilla Cachoeira can look. Uh, and I'll take a small play here. It's women's underdog. I'm going to play him every time. Plus 165, Ariana Lipsky, minus 190. Um, smart, dumb, indifferent. I don't care. I'm taking her. I'm going to take her. You can't tell me otherwise. All right. Yusuf Zalal taking on Damon Blackshear. Blackshear at 12 and 4. Yusuf Zalal at 10 and 5. Do you guys remember oh so many moons ago? Oh so many moons ago when uh, Yusuf Zalal was like, Ooh, ooh, Yusuf Zalal. Like, there was like a little period of time where Yusuf Zalal took a bunch of fights in a hurry and he was winning. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, Yusuf Zalal, prospect to watch out for. That's the dude right there, right? Like, came in, Austin Linga, Jordan Griffin, Peter Barrett, boom, 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 right? Like, in a matter of six months, won three fights, just boom, 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 right? Just knocked them all out. Then what happens? Oh, here comes the step up in competition. Ilya Taporia, Sewu Choi, Sean Woodson, and now we're losing fights, right? Now we're losing fights. Yusuf Zalal lost three in a row. Um, probably, honestly, fighting for his job. Taking on Damon, uh, Damon Blackshear here. Uh, Blackshear, no joke, right? CFFC, um, he's that dude fighting you know, out of the Northeast. Nothing but tough people, you know, hard-nosed, blue-collar people coming out of there. Losses uh, to Pat Sabatini and Danny Sabatello. Lost to Chris Montino and Keith Richardson. He's got losses to quality opponents here. He really does. Um, he is a slight, slight underdog against Yusuf Zalal. So the creativity and the cardio of Zalal leans into this, but the wrestling... Um, and the well-roundedness of Demond Blackshear could pay, pay dividends. I think he's a worthwhile dog. Like we're talking about dogs that'll fight for your money. Blackshear's a dog that'll fight for your money. Now, is he a big dog? Eh, obviously not. You're getting him at near even money, so you can be super happy to play him. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe you want to take use of Zalal. Uh, I can't be mad at you for that. But uh, I, I like Demond Blackshear, and I, li- I like I like the opportunity that he's going to present there. I just he's faced good opportunity. I mean, he's faced good, um, he's faced good competition, right? And then, you know, of his, <clears throat> excuse me, of his twelve wins, nine of which have come via finish, right? And he's a, he's got a great submission game. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, we don't get octagon jitters. 
we'll see what happens. I'm this may show up on my card. I probably not going to be one that I'm I feel that I play with high confidence. All right. Ode Osborne taking on Tyson Nam. Tyson Nam at 20 and 12. Ode Osborne at 11 and 4. This has this card has potential to be one that's that's all action packed, and this is a fight that, that we get that tight. Or Tyson Nam is a big underdog here, plus two ten. Ode Osborne at minus two forty five over and around the two and a half. If you, I don't know who's watching that and going, damn Ode Osborne minus two forty five. That's a steal, bro. That's a steal. Like O'Day has been like this dude that is really hard to sort of pin down and get a good feel for what his skill level is. Like who's watching O'Day Osborne and going, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That guy. I'm feeling, I'm feeling great about that. Right. I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily love that. Um, Tyson Nam's got a wealth of experience. I'm probably just going to stay away from this fight. Probably just going to stay away from it, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, Gabriel Benitez taking on Charlie Ontiveros. Ontiveros at 11-4. Gabriel Benitez at 22-11. Gabriel Benitez, one, has to make weight, right? If he makes weight, he he beats Charlie Ontiveros. I like him by by knockout. Pretty simple here. over on rounds at one and a half. I don't. I don't want to. Just in case Charlie somehow is able to wrestle his way through a round, I don't want to put the pressure on Gabe. Uh, but I'm going to take him by KO. I'll take him by KO. I'll look for a KO sub prop just to kind of give myself a little bit wiggle room. But Benitez by KO uh, is at a minus one thirty five. Benitez inside the distance at a minus one eighty eight. That's probably what I'll end up playing. Probably what I'm going to end up playing there. All right. Then we've got uh, Martin Bidet taking on Lucas Brzezeski. Brzezeski at 8-1, and one, Bidet at 10-1. and one. Dude, Bidet, gigantic head, right? Just a monster of a melon on this dude. Um, came out, got the win last time over Chris Barnett. Um, win before that in a contender series over Lorenzo Hood, taking on Brzezeski. Uh, Brzezeski, big boy himself. Uh, with a win his last time out uh, over Michael Prowarski. Look, I, I'm I'm gonna take Bidet, uh, but we, we've got we've got big boys here. We've got high penchant for finishes. If you're looking at Brzezeski, you're looking at eight wins um, coming via via you know uh, I'm sorry, seven wins coming via finish by KO and submission. Uh, the dude loves to finish fights, right? So seven out of his eight wins have come inside the distance. And then Bidet, obviously, eight, <clears throat> excuse me, out of his 10 coming inside the distance. This, I think, I feel like we can definitely play the, the, the old heavyweight moniker of let's go ahead and take heavyweights inside the distance. Um, You've got Bidet at a decent favorite here at minus 265, Brzezeski at a plus 225. I'm never going to doubt or, or question somebody that takes a heavyweight at plus money because they're big boys, big girls. You know, well, there's not any women's heavyweight fights, but I mean, regionally there are. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, anybody that's on a heavyweight at plus money, I'm not going to tell you you're dumb. It's, it's it's big boys playing high stakes punch face. Why would I Why would I say that that's a, that's a bad play? Just likelihoods change right but um 
I'll, let's I'll, I'll go inside the distance here. I'm just going to go inside the distance with this fight. Um, I, I don't feel the need to get too fancy with it. Fight doesn't go to decision. It is a minus 188. I'll take that. I will take that all day. All right. Uh, Lupe Godinia is taking on Angela Hill. Angela Hill at 13 and 12. Lupe at 8 and 2. Normally, normally, you guys know this. I will take Lupe Godinia's, uh, or I'll take Angela Hill more times than not because oh, Jake didn't put the odds in for this one. Or did he? Did he? Yeah, he did. All right. Let's see here. Okay. Lupe Godinez, uh, or Angela Hill, I will take more often than not because she has a way to find scorecards, right? Um, and she puts herself in a position to win fights. She's like, she's like this weird, she's like the anti Nina or anti Courtney Casey, right? Where Angela Hill likes to put herself in split decisions that she wins, where Courtney Casey puts herself in split decisions that she loses. Um, but you know me, I'm on, I'm on Lupe Godinez. Um, I, I, I love, I love loopy style. I will take loopy at the minus 300 here. Now, Dale, what the, what are you doing? Why would you do this? Right. That's so dumb. Why would you do that? You've said time and time again, no woman deserves to be that big of a favorite in a fight. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I will eat crow on Saturday if need be, but I'm going to, I'm going to put a parlay together with loopy. Um, I talked to Trey earlier today and he said, be, be real, be real with me, dude. How many of your parlays have loopy in them? <laughs> and I said, I said, all of them. I said, all of them, every single, every single one has loopy in it, which isn't all the way true, but it's close. It's very close. It's very close. No, I, I like Luby a lot. I like her in this fight. I just love a chick that with it like goes in and sacrifices mind and body and and throws smarts out the window for the sake of action. Um, and is well rounded to boot. So, all right. And let's see here. We've got featured prelim. I think that's it, right? We got the featured prelim. That's I think that's that's all we got. Um. Bruno Silva taking on Gerard Mearshart. Gerard Mearshart at 34 and 15. Bruno Silva at 22 and 7. Um, what I what I love about this fight is that you can you can essentially play the the style here. You don't have to play the fighter. Um, and what I mean by that is if you're on Gerard Mearshart, there is no other play on the planet Earth that should interest you than. Gerard Mearshart by or by submission. He will 100% to the bank not beat Bruno Silva via decision. He will either submit him or he will get knocked out in the process. That is it. That's it. He is not going to win a decision. Now, that being said, Bruno Silva... He is not worth playing unless you play him by knockout. He's not going to submit Gerard Mearshart, and he's not going to beat him by decision because Gerard does not have the cardio to go three rounds, um, and he gets hurt in every single fight. So you can literally just play the style. You don't have to play the fighter. You, do, you just don't have to do it. 
Um, so mirror short, right? Silva by KO, TKO is at minus 160. And mirror short, let's see here, mirror short by submission, plus 525. If you're on Gerard Mearshart, there is no reason to play him at plus 240. Play him at the plus 525 because he's not going to win the decision. He's not going to knock out Bruno Silva. He's definitely not going to do that. He's 100% not going to do that. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. Gerard Mearshart knocks out Bruno Silva. I'll Venmo somebody that comments on this YouTube video, I'll, I'll Venmo somebody 50 bucks. I will Venmo somebody that comments on this, on this video. If you comment on this video and Gerard Mearshart knocks out, un, just knocks out Bruno Silva, I'll Venmo you $50. That is never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Gerard Mearshart by sub Bruno Silva by TKO KO. That's it. That's it. The only, you play the style here, you play the style. All right, let me run through these. Let me go win-loss here uh, from top to bottom. Okay. I'm seeing something about Jason Witt, Josh Quinlan getting moved to this one. If that's the case, I'm on Quinlan, but I haven't seen it pop up on ESPN's like official card, so that's why I don't I don't have it added tonight. All right. Lipsky, Catchaware, I'm on Catchaware. Quinlan, Witt, I'm on Quinlan. Blackshear, Zalal, I'm on Blackshear. Godinez versus Hill, I'm on Godinez. Nam versus Osborne, I'm on Osborne. Otaveras versus Benitez, I'm on Benitez. Brzezki versus Boudet, I'm on Boudet. Lucindo versus Jeragai, I'm on uh, Lucindo. Calvillo versus Nunez, I'm on Nunez. Merzikhanov uh, versus Clark, I'm on Clark. Silva versus Mearshart, I'm on Silva. Landweer versus Onama, I'm on Onama. Cruz versus Vera, I'm on Cruz. And that is everything. Um, that being said, um, it's been a weird couple weeks. Appreciate everybody that continues to watch, tune into the show, the whole nine. Um, since we got garbage time here for a minute, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I, I I appreciate those of you that have tuned into the live show, show for the better half of two years now, right? Um, but I am probably realistically going to move to a pre-recorded format unless it is a pay-per-view or I have a guest um, to sort of um, to, to, to sort of sit here and dedicate a 930 time slot on a Tuesday. Uh, that doesn't always work well for me. That was par- primarily a byproduct of, of what Trey had going on west coast than what i've got going on here it's it's almost 11 o'clock here on a tuesday um it's just it's late for me um i would almost rather record on like sunday after an event so i could do more talking about what we just witnessed the night prior um than than waiting until tuesday night to do it so probably probably i'm just throwing this out here probably moving forward um video is obviously still going to be available but it's going to come in like a pre-recorded format um, which will allow me to edit a little bit more, allow me to do some stuff, unless we have a pay-per-view or a live guest, and then or a guest, in which case we'll do a live show because obviously interaction is key. I see, um, let's see here. Um, when will this be available, podcast or YouTube for repost? It'll be available, uh, audio will be available within by 11 o'clock tonight, within the hour. Uh, YouTube, it just has to process. It'll be available shortly thereafter. So, um, but yeah, it's just something I'm thinking about. You know, I, I've got to, 
without having another person sitting here talking to me for the extension of the show, it's a, there's, it's a different kind of beast, right? Like we, we, we've got it. There's adjustments that need to be made for stuff. Um, I'm never going to stop. And I will say this right now. I'm never going to stop doing the show. Never going to stop doing the show weekly. You will get content from me every single week. You have my word. I'm not going to stop doing the show. I love this. I love doing this. And I said this when Trey left. Um, but the live show is kind of a weird spot. So unless we have a guest, unless it's a pay-per-view, big card, whatever, um, I might move to a pre-recorded. Might. Again, might. It's just something I'm thinking about. Full disclosure, it's me talking to myself, microphone in a room. Um, I might move into a pre-recorded format. We'll see. We'll see. So um, until then. Appreciate everybody that continues to support the show. If you don't already do so, follow us everywhere at Punchlist MMA. Um, you can shoot me an email, chat at Punchlist MMA. You can shoot me a message on Instagram, all that stuff. You guys know how to get a hold of me at this point. If you're new here, thank you. Welcome. Hello. Uh, if you're old here, thank you. I love you. Thanks for hanging out. Um, if you go on Apple, if you go on iTunes, there's a lot of people with a lot. I, I would say their audiences, depending on the median, do a lot more numbers. Like YouTube, there's guys that do more YouTube numbers than me. But audio-wise, those of you that listen audio-wise, you kill it. You just kill it. You know, and you go on Apple, you go on Spotify. I don't I don't know who's doing better numbers. I don't know who's getting more reviews. Um, I appreciate that big time. I appreciate that. Every five-star review... Every every um, every Spotify sub, I see, I can see all of you guys. I appreciate you tenfold. So, um, if you enjoyed the interview with Haley, if you if you like what Haley's about, give her a follow on Instagram, right at All Hail MMA. Um, shoot her a DM. Tell her you saw her on our show. You saw her on my show. Tell her you know. Wish her luck on Tuesday. Um, all that stuff helps big time, big time. And then the better relationship we get, the athletes. Um, puts, you know, she puts us, people like her, they put us in contact with other, put me in contact with other people, um, that we can start that, that dialogue and see whether or not somebody I want to talk to long format on the show. So all that helps tenfold. Best way to support the show is by supporting show sponsors. Um, please feel free to visit them and yeah, like subscribe, share all that stuff. Love you guys. Be good to each other. And I will see you, uh, on Saturday night for the fights. UFC San Diego this weekend. Take care.